one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you love hearing stories of massive revenge, make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by hop off my bro. Cheat on me and I'll ruin your life for everybody you touch. Ronnie was a serial cheater throughout high school, but he was more than that. He was manipulative. He would blow through relationships, typically four at a time. They would only ever last a week to a couple months before the girls would catch him cheating. He'd proceed to leak their inappropriate photos or spill their secrets and move on to a new demographic of women. He was charismatic and scapegoated his problems onto his dying father. It didn't matter anyhow. He would destroy the victim's reputation until they weren't trusted anyways. Despite this, I was in love. I was a side piece through it all. Morally, I knew it was wrong, but I'd never been in love before. Besides, he wasn't lying to me like the other girls. He was honest about the fact he was cheating. I was special. I stuck it out. Two years later, and he's fallen in love with me too, or so I thought. He vowed to give up cheating, even gave up adult entertainment just to have me love him back. I accepted it. We planned to marry. He was always so smart about his manipulation. When friends blocked me randomly or called me abusive, I thought it was just a misunderstanding. When people began to become aware of deep personal secrets, I thought maybe I had slipped up during a conversation. No one ever told me Ronnie had called me abusive, a cheater, or a liar. I never knew he accused me of being the things he secretly was. He would insult me late at night before bed and then claim he didn't remember in the morning. He would slip sly comments into our talks, just enough to make me doubt myself but never question him. He was a master at gaslighting until I hated myself and only wanted to please him. I was head over heels in love despite all of it. He casually slapped me, never when I was upset, but when I said things he didn't like. He would slap me across the face and I would be too shocked to speak. He followed it up by laughing and playing it off as okay to do or a joke so I wouldn't fight back. If I expressed it as wrong or told anyone, he said I was misunderstanding a playful tap. Halfway through our relationship, I followed work to another state and maintained a long-distance relationship with him. It was my dream. I wanted so badly to stay, but after eight months, I gave up my home, my pets, and my job to move a thousand miles across the country to live with him again. I had literally nothing and was absolutely penniless. Three months after this, I caught him cheating. He had asked a girl on a date via an alt Twitter account. I was hurt, but ultimately it wasn't so bad, so I forgave him. The seed of doubt was already planted, however. Two months later, I snooped through his phone and noticed he had several Reddit accounts saved to Chrome. I vaguely recalled he used Reddit to view adult entertainment before, and I got a bad feeling in my stomach. I began guessing his common email and password combos. I got five hits total. They were more than I expected. I figured maybe he was lying about not watching adult entertainment, which is not a big deal to me. But for six months, he had been using these accounts to cheat on me, using hookup and adult entertainment subreddits. 
I confronted him. He screamed, telling me he had already apologized to me for cheating a few months ago and I needed to quit making him sad, that he had already said sorry and I wasn't going to get anything else. He explained that he had continued to cheat because he feared I would leave and he wanted a second option. I spent a week and a half sobbing. I had nothing but this man and I had never been good enough for him. I was destroyed. He screamed at me nearly every day, telling me my crying was annoying, that my depression made him uncomfortable, telling my friends I was guilt tripping him over something that didn't happen. Finally, I snapped. I had wasted all of my high school and early adult years with a man who did nothing but walk on me. I went back to Reddit and counted every person he had flirted with or exchanged messages with. I began to voice record every conversation, screenshot every text. Next, I downloaded Tinder and Bumble. For every girl he cheated on me with, I hooked up with a guy behind his back. When we went out with friends, I began to act more and more sad and slowly dropped in conversation how Ronnie had been yelling at me the night before and that it had upset me. I began to vent to his friends and show them every screenshot. Then I emailed his mother, his grandparents, and his work voice recordings of him screaming at me. I asked his boss if his company supported domestic violence. I cried to his mother, and she held me as I vented my frustrations, explaining how she had been cheated on by Ronnie's father. Ronnie began to scapegoat again. He told me he was sick in the head and his depression was causing him to act like that. I knew he was attempting to gaslight me. When we were young, I was so in love with him that I saved almost every photo and text he had sent me to a OneDrive. I found all the times he had admitted to leaking intimate photos, cheating and ruining girls' lives. I got in contact with each of the girls, making one big group chat and sending them every bit of evidence I could find. These were then posted all over Facebook. He had dreams of getting into politics. I joined every political group in our area and pretended to be interested in joining. I befriended the members and casually dropped into conversation how Ronnie had cheated on me and verbally abused me and ruined other people's lives. They would inquire more. I would vent and show them the mountain of evidence I had collected. Ronnie was still unaware I had done it. He had spent the night screaming and crying about how no one liked him and he wasn't sure why. He had lost his job. His friends and family wouldn't speak to him. He was being publicly shamed on social media. And his political group had ousted him. I finally dropped it onto him that I had done it and I was leaving. During all this, I had secretly removed what little money I had from his bank account and contacted distant relatives and asked for a place to stay. I was leaving. He didn't have anything left to abuse or manipulate. I don't have a solid ending for this. I just wanted to say freak you Ronnie. I wasted my youth being abused and I won't stand for it anymore. Kudos to OP for getting out of that situation and hopefully getting to a situation that makes them happy and can allow them to properly move on like they deserve. In this story, are you guys as shocked as I am that none of the friends of Ronnie were, to be honest, scumbags that would have outed the girlfriend for going around saying these things? I feel like while what OP was doing was totally fine and justified, eventually they would have found one scumbag that liked Ronnie enough to be like, Hey Ronnie, she's going around saying this stuff by the way. Does that surprise you too that they didn't run into anybody like that? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by In The Hague, Unjustly Fire Me? Let me make you go bankrupt real quick. This happened a few years ago and still makes me giggle with glee to this day. I'm a 34 year old female who's always been a bit of a tomboy. I like cars, sports, and reptiles. When I was 25, I wanted a career change. 
and finally follow my dream of working in an auto repair shop as a painter like my father always did. To start my education, I needed to already have a job at an auto repair shop as an intern, so I searched and called a lot of companies to see if they had spots. There were literally several companies that laughed at me because there's no place for a woman on the work floor. Disheartened, I tried one final company who said he'd take a chance with me. I was thrilled. I was promised lots of opportunities to learn and a steady job after graduation. I started a week later and the first two weeks were awesome. I learned a lot and was promised even more opportunities. He promised I would have two to three hours a week of private time with the resident painter for practice. Soon after though, it went downhill. The owner had a bid on a contract with a large city in our country to restore underground containers. I had to sand them down, put sealant on the edges, and prepare them for painting. Tedious work, but I did it diligently. The promised practice time never happened. After a while, all I did day in and day out, 8 hours a day, was sand down underground containers. By the end of the day, my hands and wrists were numb from the vibrations. This, by the way, is illegal. You're not allowed to sand with a pneumatic sanding machine for more than four hours a day in my country, as it causes severe wrist and hand issues. After several months, the contract with the city ended, and I hoped my promised practice time would come, but no, it didn't. I was given jobs that had nothing to do with my education. I was told to do jobs that a contractor should do, like put rebar in front of the windows, repair the sliding doors, repair walls and other small things. Basically, nothing to do with my desire to become a painter. After six months of doing literally nothing that I could count to my education, my boss called me into his office. He told me he was fed up with my attitude. He made a mistake hiring me. I was fired on the spot. I was heartbroken and cried the whole way home. I didn't get it. I put 110% into my job, working hard, always on time, staying late if needed and never complained. I didn't understand what happened and was pretty down for a while. However, several days later, I found out I was pregnant, which helped me get over my downness. We'd been trying for over a year, so we were ecstatic. When the time came that my final paycheck should come in, nothing happened. A week after it normally came in, I called but was told not to complain and it would be transferred shortly. Two weeks later, still nothing. Called again and got a very irate boss on the line cussing at me and calling me things I will not repeat here. I was fed up and contacted my lawyer. Here comes the revenge part. In my country, there's apparently a few laws that my boss broke, without me even knowing them. First, you're not allowed to fire somebody without a reasonable cause, you need to document bad behavior, and give the employee a write-up. After two write-ups, you're allowed to terminate. My boss never did this. Unlawful termination can end in a fine, and the employee has a right to get as many monthly payments as the employment contract would have continued if the employee wasn't terminated, which would mean I had a right to another six months of pay. Second. You must pay the final paycheck within a week of termination. We were now on week four. After the first week, an employee is entitled compensation of up to 100 euros per day of not receiving their paycheck, meaning I was now entitled to at least 2100 euros extra pay. My lawyer wrote up a letter to my boss stating we would be pursuing my legal rights. He didn't respond. A week later, we sent another letter increasing the compensation for late payment as we went. After a month of my lawyer not getting any response, suddenly I received my pay. No compensation, nothing, just basic pay. 
My lawyer recommended going to small claims court, and so we did. Mind you, it takes about three months before you can appear in court. He didn't even show up in court, but sent a statement through his lawyer, seeing how I was a horrible employee, blah blah blah. However, he had no proof whatsoever, but I did. I had my performance reports from one month into employment and four months into employment and they were stellar. The judge saw right through my boss's BS and awarded me six months of pay, 12,000 euros, four months of late payment compensation, this is because he didn't pay the full amount my lawyer requested, as was my legal right, about 12,000 euros, legal fees, about 3,000 euros, I was paid the same week. He was then also charged with a fine for violating employment laws. He had to pay 50,000. This resulted in the Employment Bureau, the agency makes sure companies comply with employment laws, etc. Investigating the company, they discovered the building I worked at was unsafe. The foundation was unstable, walls were crumbling and tilting. He was told to make repairs or they would close them down within a month. By accident, they discovered he was also cheating on his taxes. So the tax agency got involved. He got charged with embezzlement and tax evasion for both his companies. He had to pay back all the taxes he evaded plus a 100% fine, coming to a staggering 250000 over several years. He didn't have that kind of money, and after struggling for about two months, which resulted in him not paying his other employees, he went belly up. Both businesses shut down, and the building I worked at even got demolished. Seven years later, it's still an empty plot, and if I ever feel put down by somebody, I take a short drive to that place, and it reminds me people will sometimes get what they deserve. Now that is a mountain load of fines. I think the only sad part about this is, although it came toppling everything this boss had down to the ground, it did end up starting a tidal wave that cost a bunch of people their jobs too. But hey, for all we know, the boss might have went and screwed them over later if it wasn't toppled down. Just imagine being that boss, having gone through all this, and sitting there realizing, because you didn't like this person, or just because you wanted to get one up on them, or you had some kind of bias against them, they cost you every single thing you had, everything you built, your debt is now staggering and probably suffocating. Like, man, I do not envy that dude. And it goes to show, just be fair to people. Sadly, in a lot of places in the US, this would have been completely fine, because a lot of states have at-will employment. Apparently this took place in the Netherlands, which is why they probably had such good protection. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.